0: Digital Marketing Radio episode 152. Should you be using Snapchat? DigitalMarketingRadio.com. I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. The big interview with David
1: Bain.
0: Today I'm joined by a social media consultant who founded her own consultancy right after losing her job at an advertising agency. So it's the founder of Super Spicy Media, Moitza Marsh. And you can find Moitza over at superspicymedia.com. So, Moitza, I presume that you were quite happy to lose your job.
1: At first I wasn't, because I didn't know what to expect actually uh, i was 20 something years old when i lost the job and that was just devastating I, I i had multiple jobs um before but that was like the first time they really fired me and it hit me hard but right now looking back best thing that happened to me so right now i'm pretty happy that i lost that job that i got fired actually pretty nasty um but that was basically the best thing that happened to me so far <laughs>
0: it gave you the kick you needed maybe long term
1: and that, that, those are the words I used with my employer when we were sitting down and when they gave me the news and I just said, you know what, this is just a kick in the butt that I need right now. So I just went with it uh, and do, did everything on my own from there on.
0: <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about whether or not our listeners should be using Snapchat. So Mike, do you think that every serious digital marketer should be using Snapchat?
1: Absolutely, um, I'm not. I'm not that type of marketer who would say that you should jump to every new platform that appears. But Snapchat is really, really going strong for the last couple of months, and not just not only months, but years. So I have a couple of data points right here with me. Um, I dotted it down. So uh, first of all, Snapchat has. 100 million daily active users. So that's a big, big number. Um, 9,000 snaps are sent per second. And that's per second, 9,000 snaps per second. Um, And the average amount of in app time spent daily per Snapchat user is. 30 minutes, so people are on Snapchat regularly. They're engaging there. So I think that every digital marketer should be on Snapchat.
0: Okay, so those are big, impressive numbers, but there are lots of young people in this world. So if your target market isn't under 25, do you still think people should be on Snapchat?
1: Um, Snapchat started with younger people. That's, that's, That's a fact. But More and more older people are also using Snapchat. So people from older generations are coming onto there. And I have talked with a bunch of marketers and business people who said um, that they have sold books, they have sold consultations. Through Snapchat, so it's not something that I sh- I'm i making up right now, um, but people, older people who have the money to, I don't know, uh, use a consulting and buy a consulting hour from you or whatever, are using Snapchat and are looking for people and value there as well.
0: Okay, th- so you definitely think it's something here to stay. You can imagine it being used by older people in, for instance, three or five years' time.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, so um the, the the one maybe person I would mention he is not a digital marketer per se but he he has like a couple of products he's doing consultations um his name is Sean West not sure if you are familiar with him um, he is quite a big name in like this I don't know bootstrapping world and uh, I have like a quote um of him and I think he tweeted that out uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago and he says that he has tracked multiple four figure sales to interactions he's had with people on Snapchat. So those are pretty impressive numbers. And they actually prove the point that maybe, yeah, maybe younger people are using Snapchat, but like, like I said, Snapchat is infiltrating within older groups as well. Groups of people that have the money that are looking for, I don't know, an advice and are willing to pay for the advice and the products and et cetera, et cetera.
0: So do you think that to be successful on Snapchat, you have to have a big personality and share yourself on video and be doing lots of crazy things? Or can it work for people who maybe aren't that naturally outgoing?
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, I think that as long as you provide value, as long as the value is there, you are going to attract people and you are going to attract a new audience. Um, like, Like I said, new people are going to come to you. Um, but I have to admit at first, it's a bit awkward <laughs> because you're using Snapchat and you're looking at your face and your phone and I don't know, shooting a video, short video, 10 seconds maybe, but it's a bit awkward. It's not something that people are comfortable with at first but you get used to it so quickly. So when I first did that, I was like, you know, I shot one video and I was like, okay, that, that felt awkward. But the next day I did it again and then I became more comfortable and I started getting all these replies from people, um, looking at my videos saying, you know, how good of a job am I doing? How, how much value I provide to them? And that's where it started to get interesting and now I'm pretty comfortable with sharing myself how I look in the morning, for example, even though that's a horrible view. But, you know, people are used to that. And that's like a part of the secret sauce you're after, you know, it's, you have to be there to show your personality. And you don't have to have a big personality. It's just that your personality is there. Even if you're a little bit shy, you know, that works as well. Um, Just showing your personality, showing yourself in your in in true light.
0: So what would you say if um, someone's downloaded the Snapchat app, and they've tried it a bit and they've not really understood exactly how it works, how to interact with it, and they have just put it aside and have thought, no, not for me. How would you encourage that kind of person to get back into it? And actually, that Snapchat could be a very great thing for them as well.
1: Um, I would encourage maybe following a few um, people on Snapchat. For example, Gary Vaynerchuk he sets a great example on how Snapchat, on how you should use Snapchat, you know. So he does, um, he does these personal videos. Um, He shares, first of all, he shares value with his audience. Second of all, he shares, I don't know, just little snippets uh, of stories from his personal life. Um, And a lot of people are following him. A lot of people are engaging with his content. He's always on Snapchat. So I think that if you start following some influencers, such as Like I said, Gary Vaynerchuk or Sean West, for example, I'm going to send you a couple of links. Um, But yeah, if you start following influencers and see how Snapchat is used, you will get more comfortable with it because you will see that these videos aren't edited. You don't need to be perfect.
0: What would you say is the best way of getting started with Snapchat?
1: Um... Like I said before, I think that the first thing you should do is follow a couple of influencers and see how they are using Snapchat. So you'll get a pretty good picture on how Snapchat should be used. And then you can try doing something similar. And I'm not saying copying them per se, but just kind of... Adapt a little bit, uh, adapt their content to your business, modify it a little bit, and try using it in a similar way. Uh, So I think that's a very, very good way to get started with Snapchat. And then you will start growing your audience. Um, Of course, the thing about Snapchat, and that's like um, a minor difficulty they're having, is um, that there is an ineffective discovery process. Mm. So it's not like people cannot discover you from thin air. <laughs> so you have to kind of, you, do, you have to do an outreach. You have to share um, uh, your snap code with your followers on Twitter, for example, or with your uh, fans on Facebook. So you'll get that first people onto your Snapchat profile, uh, following your Snapchat profile. And then you can build your audience from there on. So, th- but the first steps should be just, following what influencers are currently doing on Snapchat and trying to do something similar and see what works for you and your audience.
0: Okay, so it's okay to be a lurker to begin with and actually see what other people are doing before you post your own content.
1: It's absolutely normal to be a lurker. (laughs) I have a ton of lurkers on my Snapchat account. They are always watching but never doing anything on Snapchat. But, you know, there will always be lurkers, no matter if you're using Twitter or if you're using uh, Facebook. So.
0: (laughs) Okay, so um, that'd be great, actually, if you could actually offer some links to suggested people to follow who are good marketers, people like Gary Vee that you mentioned as well there. So um, if you could possibly email them to me, I'll make sure that they're included within the show notes on the podcast episode on digitalmarketingradio.com.
1: Definitely, I will do that.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Um, So um, does it actually take loads of time to figure out how to use Snapchat? Because it doesn't seem to be that intuitive. I mean, you can download maybe Twitter and perhaps Facebook and start a conversation with someone quite quickly, but it seems like you can download the Snapchat app and it's not that intuitive and obvious how to actually use it.
1: Um, When I'm looking back right now, when I first started using Twitter, I think that Twitter is less intuitive than Snapchat because Snapchat is like, you download it, maybe it's, a little bit harder to navigate around at first minutes because you don't know, you know, you have a couple of screens and you don't know what screen, you know, what's that screen about? So what should you, you do, you be doing. But then when you get like that first minute, when you kind of discover a little bit, I think that you can get uh, the hang of it pretty quickly. And that's like in a couple of seconds, you you figure out, okay, so I'm recording if I do this, I, I'm taking a photo if I do this, this is one-on-one messaging, this is my story. And when you get you know um, the hang of that, it's pretty simple to use because there's not much to Snapchat. So it's not like... A well-developed network with I don't know, like Facebook is. For example, Facebook has Facebook pages, Facebook groups. You have you can have a personal profile, you can have a public profile. Um, but Snapchat is just a couple of screens, and that's it. It's pretty simple.
0: Okay, so it's just that um, me or other people haven't given it a good enough go to actually get comfortable with it. I mean, I've I've downloaded it. I've registered a couple of brands on there that um, I may want to use in the future. I've subscribed. To updates of, uh, of of a couple of people but um i haven 't fully embraced um the channel yet, but um I reckon it's likely that I will do in the near future, and I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure you're you're pushing me slightly towards it as well.
1: I am definitely pushing you slightly towards that because I have been like observing my friends and people I'm I'm interactive uh, I'm interacting with, and they did the same basically. So they downloaded the app and they were like, you know, what I, what am I doing right now? But when they kind of used the app for maybe a minute or two. They figured it out and they started using it and now I can't get them off Snapchat.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. That's a good um, sales point. And what would you say though to someone who says to you, what's the point in building a community in Snapchat if they can only see your content for 24 hours?
1: Um, That's the thing. They can only see your content for 24 hours. It's, uh, But I think that the uh, the biggest point in Snapchat is um when they're interacting with your content they are there so there are no um um i don't know like notifications they they're not go- going at- like when you, you when you're on facebook for example you have ads you have all those people communicating but w- when you are on snapchat you have absolutely uh when user is observing your story, you, you have their full attention. So there are no distractions, short, raw, unedited stories for people to connect with your company on a more personal level. So it's not about um, kind of keeping your content forever because social media is turning, it's like a turning point in social media. So you have to be raw, you have to be personal, and the content will not last forever. But that's a part of the process. That's that's the magic sauce of Snapchat.
0: And what about a call to action? Is it just a platform for building your own authority, building the trust that other people have of you and, and what you do? Or is it possible to actually have a very specific call to action, drive people towards a website or some kind of email opt-in as a result of viewing your content on Snapchat?
1: So this is the thing. Snapchat doesn't have any links. So it's not like Twitter when you can copy-paste a link or even if I type in the link to my webpage, for example, with you know just typing in, um, not copy-pasting it, that link won't be clickable. So I cannot use a traditional call to action. But again, that's the magic of Snapchat. It's about delivering value without promoting yourself 24 seven because people are growing sick and tired of promotion on Facebook and on Twitter and for on Instagram as well. Um, but social media is like I said, it's a turning point in social media because people are sick of that and people want to get value before they decide for something. So of course you have some call to actions now and then, then, or I don't know, I announced that I am launching a new product and I'm describing the product. I may be giving them a link and saying, you know what, take a screenshot of this right now and, um, and rewrite the link in your browser and you can see that product. But, the number one thing I'm doing is I'm delivering value and lots, lots of value before I'm pitching them something and trying to click them or, I don't know, rewriting the rewrite a link to their browser.
0: Okay, intriguing. So would you say that Snapchat is the most important social network that you're personally on at the moment?
1: It's not most important. because, But to, to be honest, I'm still on Twitter. I'm very, very... Um, I, I'm always on Twitter. I'm very big on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter, but to be honest, I am slowly doing the transition to Snapchat because I found out that people are engaging with me there constantly. And like I said, I have their full attention. They're they're watching my videos on a daily basis. I'm giving them value. And I have also sold products through Snapchat just by announcing it. But before I've announced it, I've created an authority on Snapchat. I have given them so much value. They felt obligated to buy Something from me.
0: So, is there anything else that you think I should be asking about uh, Snapchat that I haven't asked already?
1: I think that you have asked a lot of great questions because, um, like I said, Snapchat is a totally different social media platform than we are used to because we're used to Twitter and Facebook where you can post a link when you do, like, I don't know, traditional call to action. But Snapchat is different because The first thing you have to do on Snapchat is give lots and lots of value before you do anything else, because it's not intended for promotion, but rather for building your authority and showing that you know something and just, I don't know, sharing your expertise with your audience.
0: Okay, wonderful. Okay. Well, coming up, we're going to be learning about the one piece of software that uh, Moitza couldn't live without. But first of all, dear listener, do you want to start your own show? I'm in the process of putting all my podcasting and live broadcasting experience into one place. I'm producing a course on how to start and master your very own show. So if that might be of interest to you, I'd love your feedback. So just go to startyourownshow.com and take two minutes to fill out my survey, helping me to decide if that's the kind of course that I should be producing. So just go to startyourownshow.com. But let's segue into the second section for discussion so that focuses on Moitza's thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's heading. So, starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So, Moitza, so what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success?
1: So I'm a bit, uh, I'm not like a traditional marketer, so I'm going to offer a not so traditional, um, piece of software okay. and that's my calendar app.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Okay.
1: So I don't use like, um, marketing apps or marketing softwares, but I couldn't live without my calendar because my calendar has all of my tasks in it and product launches I'm doing and everything. So if someone would take away my calendar, to be honest, I wouldn't know how to run my business. <laughs>
0: Well, that's incredible. You So super spicy media, but you wouldn't consider yourself to be a marketer.
1: (laughs) I am a marketer, but I'm not like a traditional marketer who uses tons of software, but I am using my calendar to a point that it's not normal anymore.
0: (laughs) Okay. And are you talking about Google Calendar when you talk about your calendar?
1: I am actually talking about my native app, uh, a native app that Mac has, Apple has actually. So I'm using that calendar and I have everything scheduled in there.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I know that, um, obviously from our conversation, um, some apps catch your eye, uh, such as Snapchat. So what I would like to know now, actually, is moving on to uh, a slightly more challenging question, and that is what piece of software or or app or something like that um, have you heard good things about and you haven't tried actually yet, but you intend to try at some point in the near future?
1: (laughs) Um, and this, this is, again, an intriguing question for me because I'm not using a lot of software. Um, so I don't know which, which software would I choose uh, at this point. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I can offer a good enough of an answer for you there.
0: Okay, well, let's um, ask you about maybe some things that exist to see if you've actually used them that much. I mean, what about Periscope? Perfect. Have you used that? Sorry? What about Periscope? Have you used that? Periscope.
1: Yeah, I have used that, definitely. Okay, <laughs>
0: and um, are you a constant user of that, or do you find yourself migrating to Snapchat instead of Periscope?
1: This is the thing. I have been using Periscope a lot when it came out, but now I'm slowly transitioning into Snapchat because it's it's easier for me to use because it's, you know... 10 second videos and that's it. Whereas in at Periscope, I had to be there and I was, I don't know, recording or, um, live streaming a longer, at a longer period of time, not maybe delivering so much value that I could. So I slowly transitioned to Snapchat, but I will be using Periscope as well. Maybe, uh, in the future.
0: Okay, so it just depends on what you're doing if, if 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 live streaming an actual event is is something that you're doing, then obviously Periscope is going to be more per- relevant definitely for that. Yeah. yeah yeah okay well, and what about um, social media management? Do you use a social media management platform?
1: This, again, uh, I'm going to offer not so traditional advice or answer. Uh, I don't really use tools for social media management. The only tools I use, for example, for scheduling is buffer. But I use that for myself. Um, whereas with clients I use, um, like when I'm scheduling uh, Facebook updates, I use, I use their native scheduler. Uh, when I'm scheduling Twitter updates, I usually use TweetDAC, but that's about it.
0: I like that answer because I think that um, quite a few years ago, or even in the recent past, many people use social media dashboards As a way to actually distribute their content everywhere but they weren't thinking at the time is this piece of content optimized for a a particular platform they were producing the same piece of platform uh, content for everywhere but obviously the way you do it you're ensuring that you're interacting in the optimum way for each individual platform
1: yeah uh, and and the thing You have a great point there because the thing with Facebook, for example, is that if you use any other scheduler than their native scheduler, they will be punishing your content by showing it to less people. But not a lot of people know that. So they go with Buffer or any other. And I love Buffer, don't get me wrong, but they go with so many different tools. But they don't know that when they use their tools, that content is first not optimized for that platform. And secondly, Facebook notices that and they they will lower the reach for that specific post that was scheduled through third-party app.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. So great information there.
1: I wish I would (laughs) have.
0: But um, moving on to, I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
1: So um, what I did was I actually followed a very, um, I don't know, traditional marketing advice. Like I, when I was working at an advertising agency, we, we were working with large corporations and that large corporations didn't want to show their personality. So I was actually following that advice. And I didn't want to show my clients' personality. We were very, very cold. Uh, our communication was cold, and that was wrong. So when I slowly learned that that's not the best way to t- the best way to do that, I started incorporating personality and more personal updates. And that's when things just gone through the roof for for my clients and for myself as well. So I think that just including more personality. I would love to use, do more of that when I started out. That that was the thing that I missed the most.
0: So do you think that is probably the biggest mistake that most marketers are making now? They're they're not personalizing the content. They're not sharing enough of their own personality within their Absolutely. content.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's still a big, big issue. I don't know why, because marketers are usually very open-minded to this kind of content and they are all looking at Gary Vaynerchuk, who we all know that is sharing his personality. You know, it, his Facebook page just shines for his personality, but marketers are still not doing that. And I think that if they would just transition and started being more, more personal, they would observe significant improvements in their communication.
0: Okay, well, moving on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much. (sighs) And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go? Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous.
0: (laughs) Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising?
1: Display advertising.
0: Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one on one relations.
1: One on one relations.
0: Paid search or SEO. SEO. Email contact form or telephone number.
1: Email contact form.
0: Website or app. Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber.
1: Email subscriber.
0: And local marketing or global marketing.
1: Global marketing.
0: You had nothing to be frightened about there at all. You raced through them, no um, umming or concerns about any answer at all. I usually pick one answer and go into it and uh, try and decide why the person answering the questions, you know, had a particular issue with them um, with with that particular question, but. um <laughs> Uh, even website or app i was half expecting you to say app because obviously we're talking about snapchat and um you've mentioned another app on your phone as well you still think a website is is more important than having an app
1: i think it is yeah maybe because i'm i'm like i'm a bootstrapper i talk with a lot of bootstrappers maybe that's where i'm coming from so <laughs>
0: Okay, well, let's see if we can make the next question tougher then for you, because, oh, because they, they, were, they were too easy. <laughs>
1: the $10,000 so <laughs> question.
0: <laughs> if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: I would spend it on Facebook ads. First of all, because you know that's what I'm good at. And second of all, because I see the success my clients and myself are getting from, from Facebook ads. So I would just invest a, a lot of money into Facebook ads and into promoting um, a couple of products I have, maybe sharing some value with my followers, with promoting blog posts and just measuring success with their analytics for example, you know, how much um, does a lead cost me and just trying to kind of um, double down that that value or that price that I'm trying to reach. So definitely Facebook ads.
0: And is there a particular type of Facebook ad that you're finding to be particularly successful at the moment?
1: Um, it's not. a. I I usually don't pick like a particular one, a particular type of Facebook ad because it's It very depends on what you are trying to achieve. So for example, if I am launching a product, I'm first going to use just traditional website clicks to build my authority and to showcase a value. Then I'm probably going to transition myself into, um, I totally forgot what, what they're called.
0: <laughs> um, I don't. I, totally I do forgot the re- Sorry, website okay. conversions. Right, okay.
1: So then I'm going to transition into that and then maybe lead ads. So it depends on what you are trying to achieve and what you're currently working on. But I think that lead ads are definitely uh becoming like the thing. They were the thing in 2015 and definitely are still being at, uh, the thing in 2016.
0: My number one takeaway. Well, I might say you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners can take away and implement within their businesses?
1: Uh, I would say be more personal. So I think that there is still not a lot of personality when it comes to social media and when it comes to marketing and when it comes to just communicating your expertise. I mean, of course, value is important, but within that value, you can also show your personality a little bit more uh, because that's basically what differentiates one business from another. So if I compare myself to another business, we can both offer the same value and the same advice. but basically it comes down to personality and that what that's what it will make me different from the other business.
0: Wonderful well. That takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for our, our audience to find out more about you and what you do?
1: Um, so they can find me at Twitter at Moitsa Mars. Uh, I'm always there. I love answering any questions. Um, they can also find me on superspicymedia.com. That's my official official webpage, but they can also find me on Snapchat since it was Snapchat that we were talking about. So I'm Moitsa Mars on Snapchat as well, but I'm going to share you links um, so they can add me through a link on Snapchat and we can chat a little bit more and exchange some info on Snapchat as well.
0: Absolutely. And Moitsa, will email me those links afterwards. I'll include that in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, also thanks to dear listener too. So if you enjoyed what Mike has shared today, here's how you can help. Go and get your friend's iPhone. Go to the podcast app and search for Digital Marketing Radio. Click on the show and then hit the subscribe button and make them listen too. Finally, I'm also hosting another live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that. But that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios and um, thanks again for joining me. It's a great um, episode.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.